Greetings, Meatbag. This is the Morning Donut Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And welcome back to another episode of the Morning Donut Podcast, where we talk all things tech and nerd pop culture. This is Carlos. This is Danny. And this is Juan. How are you guys doing today? Doing, doing good. good. How about yourself? Doing good, with the exception of Garris is currently a... T- Stop it! <laughs> Unbelievable, this guy. As soon as I hit record, this guy's <laughs> He knows how to act out. He's... Do you hear him? What is he doing? I don't, he's like in a box trying to like open it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at him. Unbelievable. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think we need to post a picture of him because I'm pretty sure something. He was on camera the one time. Remember I put him up? Oh, yeah, yeah he did. But maybe we'll post a picture so people get a better look at this terrorizer here. <laughs> anyway, what's, there? what's what's going on? What you guys got today? How's everything doing? Good. Doing good. Yeah. Doing good. It's a sunny and cold. Yeah, it's that's better that. be better than snowy and cloudy. And yeah. Better. Yeah. Well, speak for yourself. I like clouds. You do? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I like I'm not a big fan of the sun. We've had, it a, mild, we've had a mild winter. Very. Very. I think this is the last week of, well, officially of winter, but also like even weather-wise, it's like 50 tomorrow. I don't know. I feel like we're going to get a storm on Easter. Probably. It definitely happened. Shoveling snow on Easter. (laughs) Easter. It has snowed in April. Absolutely it has. I think think we've even gotten snow in May. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's why I'm worried. We haven't gotten snow all year, so I'm worried we're going to. Then again, our snow is probably in California, so that's fine. Yeah, that's true. It's just like we just shuffle it over there. That's crazy. (laughs) much going on anyway uh this week we got a lot going on as well we have a couple of interesting samsung stories they're kind of in some hot water uh in for multiple reasons and also there's a cool ai feature that we just witnessed ourselves from nvidia that i want to talk about that was super cool and what else we got there's star wars news there's dc news we got some movie and tv show reviews too which we haven't done in a while so we're going to talk about this movie fall (laughs) which by the way is kind of interesting because it's it's also on like apple tv's like top 10 list or, or whatever because yeah. i think because it just recently released on on like streaming well there's a lot of word of mouth i think yeah, yeah. probably yeah, I, don't, I don't know if the word of mouth is good or not well, well i mean that's, we heard it from danny so. yeah right. <laughs> it's one right. of those movies well we'll talk about it yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into yeah. that too and then we're gonna talk about last of us season one since that is officially wrapped up and we'll talk about our thoughts on that uh but first um let's start with this samsung story really quick okay uh, this is specifically, there's two of them. One of them is revolving uh, around the cameras, which is, I think, a little bit more interesting. And then another one talking about their chips. There's a security issue with their chips. Um, and that is with the Exynos chips. Um, have you guys heard about this? I briefly heard about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so apparently there is a 18 zero-day vulnerabilities with oh, their shit. processors. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with what a, a, what that is, it's basically a, a, a big vulnerability that's well multiple uh, that Google found because obviously this is revolving around anything that's running an Android operating system, right? And typically, and this isn't anything you know uncommon. This happens pretty often, and even Google has a policy where they give uh, a manufacturer like 90 days to fix whatever vulnerabilities mm-hmm. their security team finds. Do they have a bounty program too? Like Microsoft I think they does? do, and so does Google. Okay. I mean, so does Google. So does Apple. I think every yeah. every major tech company has a bounty program, and if you're unfamiliar with that, basically is they will pay hackers to give them to find flaws, and 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 then they'll say, "This is how I found it. This is how you can fix it," and they'll pay them for that, yeah. uh, which is cool, yeah. right? It's kind of also the way Apple combated uh, jailbreaking back in the days. So instead of someone finding a exploit in iOS or whatever, and then turning it into a jailbreak, they would say, hey, 
I'll give you a million dollars for that exploit that you found. We can patch it and then I'll pay you for finding it. And then that kind of bounty program kind of came from there. Yeah. So uh, a lot of companies do that because basically you're turning because the only reason a hacker would want to find an exploit and then do something with it is obviously to monetize it. They're trying to make money off it. They want to take an exploit. So the, now the companies are saying, hey, how about we pay you? And then we'll just fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you tell us how. So you're do. legally hacking. Exactly. It's, 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 it's white hat hacking. I mean, it's that's what that's yeah, what it's ethical hacking. Every like every company has them on their payroll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have some kind of cybersecurity person that works yeah. for your company. Yeah. I guarantee they're white hat hacking. That's exactly what they do. Yeah, and the money they're spending is far less than they would spend oh, on, yeah. on lo- money lost from an actual hack. Right, or from some kind of uh, ransom attack or something like that. It's going to cost you way more than just having a team of cybersecurity hackers that are already on your payroll and. and and yeah. they have your company's interest in mind, or just so. a long, hit, long, a long, long-standing hit on your brand. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Google has that, of course, and they they kind of do like penetration tests for anything that runs their software. I mean, yeah. in this case, Android, and they found 18 flaws in Samsung's Exynos chips. Exynos is the brand of processor that Samsung makes in-house. So Samsung does make their own processors. Uh, so this impacts. Uh, a wide range of Android smartphones from Samsung, Vivo, and Google. Also, wearables that use uh, that use the Exynos chip and vehicles because the, the Samsung makes chips for cars. Yeah, so that'd be worrisome. Yeah, so all of this stuff has been found, which is crazy. <laughs> like you got to fix that immediately, oh, man. Yeah. Um, because basically, what it does, it says here that uh, the full. Four vulnerabilities allow an attacker to remotely compromise a phone at the baseband level with no user interaction and require only the attacker know the victim's phone number. So basically, all they, they can take over your phone uh, by just knowing your phone number with this exploit. Wow. And until it gets patched, they're basically telling people to turn off Wi-Fi calling and turn off voice over LTE. Which in, <laughs> which in a lot of cases completely like disables your phone. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't even think you can turn, like in certain, with certain carriers, I don't even think you can turn off voice over LTE if you wanted to, because most 3G networks are gone. They, right. mm-hmm. They've been decommissioned by, by pretty much all the carriers because they take, what, what they do is they'll take that 3G network and refarm the frequency and use it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so to turn off voice over LTE in your phone, you, you basically wouldn't be able to make calls. <laughs> like it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then same for Wi-Fi calling. So, um, I guess the, the, the Google, the Samsung, sorry, the Google phones that use this process, which by the way, I didn't know that because Google makes their own chips, right? It's called the tensor chip, but it's manufactured by Samsung, Samsung. and it's basically an Exynos chip. Uh, so, so yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a big no, no. <laughs> So if you have, and this is yeah, this is only certain phones, right? It's not yeah, because I think any even Android phone or right, because they think even Samsung phones in the U.S. Um, use uh, Qualcomm chips, not Exynos chips. Snapdragon, right? Yeah, they so, use the yeah. So and I think the Samsung chips, the Samsung devices in other countries, some of them use Exynos and then some of them use Qualcomm. So it's a mix. But any Google device is going to have yeah. that tensor. So any Google Pixel 6 or 7, if you have one of those, make sure you update because they've already patched it, of course. Mm. Um, so if you have a pending security update on any of your Google, Samsung, or Vivo phones, please update your software immediately. Same goes for watches. So How is... I mean, I don't, I don't think I know that many people with Google phone. How is their update process nowadays? Now it's very similar to Apple's. Okay. So their updates will come directly from Google. As opposed to before, all Android phones 
your update came was from came from came from the from your carrier. Yeah. So the manufacturer has to make it the specific message. So you have a Samsung. They make the new update, and then the carrier has to approve it, and then it gets pushed out to your device. Whereas Apple has always taken control of updates. So from day one, they say they they told all they told well before it was just one carrier it was AT and T, and then they went out to all the carriers later on. But they told them. Uh, you you can't control our updates. We do it directly from our servers, directly to the phone. And initially they were like, yeah, sure. And then when the exclusivity stopped and then every carrier carried the iPhone, like today, they had the same deal. They said, listen, you're not controlling mm-hmm. the updates. They have to come from us and us alone and on the time we say. Um, and of course, all of them wanted to sell the iPhone. So right. they said, okay. sure, so this is true. Whatever you want, <laughs> Mr. Apple. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they just did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and Google now does the same thing because before okay. any Android phone was, yeah, you know, was through carrying. directly through the carrier. The carrier has to approve it, um, and I think that still go <clears throat> that still is the same for you know Google, a uh, uh, Samsung phone and things like. That. But Google directly. So if you have a Pixel device, it comes directly from Google. So pretty good. Okay. So yeah, update your phones if you have those, please. <laughs> Always update your yeah, phone, or just switch to an iPhone. Because <laughs> again, this happens to the iPhone too. There was a big vulnerability with yeah. iOS sixteen point three, but they patch pretty quick, and they patch them immediately, almost. Yeah. And like I have, you know, an iPhone for my work phone, and even from my work, I got an email saying update your phone immediately because updated to sixteen point three point one or yeah. whatever it is because the the security patch has been fixed. So this happens to everyone, but mm-hmm. t- Apple dip- definitely does typically catch it much quicker. And I think what the control that some companies have on the Apple devices, they can disable you. Oh, absolutely. They can if you don't upgrade. My, my organization does. So if you don't do your update and they'll give you a certain amount of time to do it, your phone will be bricked and wiped. And they'll be like, that's it. You're done with that. <laughs> <laughs> they are not playing any games because you don't want to update your software. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they will wipe your whole device. <laughs> So uh, good on them for for you know keeping the keeping the the security of at the at the forefront as as we all should. That's crazy though. It's just by you knowing your number. Imagine yeah. imagine them just randomly picking numbers and with no input from you at the end point. It's just them knowing no IMEI required. Yeah, knowing nothing. the ex, knowing the phone number, and then knowing that it's got that chip, so you can do the exploit, and then you're in there. Really? So they don't need to know your IMEI? Nothing. Just the phone number. Because it's at the baseband level, so that's the mo- oh, baseband is yeah. basically like the modem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gets into the phone that way. It's insane. So you don't need you can anything. Just randomly else. throw numbers out there, and you really can put a bot and just. Yeah, I mean it, that's still yeah. I mean yeah, because then then the chances of matching a random number with an actual device that has one of those right, but if it's just, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's wild, man. It's some wild stuff. Uh, but not over for Samsung in terms of bad news. <laughs> And this is an, more of an interesting topic that I wanted to talk to you guys about just as a whole because it was kind of like a thought experiment. So this is about Samsung uh, basically faking their moon photos. And that's in their commercials, right? Yeah. So have you have you heard any of this at all? I, I did. I, yeah. I haven't read up on it, but I've, oh. I've heard about it. Okay. The feature or the, the controversy? The feature. Okay. So they have something called um, Space Zoom, right? So they have phones that can zoom a hundred times, right? So it uses a combination yeah. of the optical zoom plus digital zoom. And and most uh, Samsungs have really high megapixel counts. So you can basically crop in digitally to kind of still get a decent image, right? Because a lot of them are like 108 megapixels or something stupid. And they have a thing called space zoom where basically you can zoom into the moon and, and take a really, really good picture of the moon. One of my relatives has that and they, yeah. I've seen it. 
Yeah, and the people and, and people with the, the, these features, they love to flex on like iPhone users. Like you can't do this. <laughs> I'm like, well, your picture's fake, so <laughs> do it on your phone, right? Yeah. <laughs> Put it on your iPhone. Because- um, but this raises the question of what is a photo anyway, right? So here's mm. this is what I mean. So first, let's talk about what what the moon photography thing is doing. It's using AI, of course. Every smartphone uses computational photography. It takes multiple images, stacks them together, and then you get a very pretty looking end result, which is why smartphone cameras look so good. Yeah. Because in reality, a smartphone camera is poop. It's a it's a it's a cheap piece of glass with a tiny sensor. And if you know anything about cameras, you need a big sensor to get a good looking image, a good looking real image. And smartphones just don't have it. They're they're physically unable to fit a bigger sensor. It's a phone. It's this thin. It's it's in your pocket. It's as good as it can get. So the way you make it better is through computational photography, AI, things like that, um, which is cool. That's why we mm-hmm. you know that's why stuff looks good on a, on a smartphone. Um, but what they're doing with the moon here, <laughs> kind of taking it a step further. So they basically take a picture of the moon. I say you have a Samsung. You zoom in, and it takes the image of the moon, but it also uses reference, we're assuming it uses like some kind of reference imaging of of the moon because the moon looks the same everywhere. It doesn't matter, right? It's locked to the planet and no matter where (laughs) you look at it, it looks the same. So they kind of say, okay, well, this this is a picture of a moon and this is what a moon is supposed to look like. So the AI basically fixes it. And the reason, the way this got like caught, I guess you can call it, was there's a Redditor that took a picture of a, of a real high quality image picture of a moon from the internet. He shrunk it down and he put a blur on it. And then he put it on a screen really far away in his office. And then he zoomed in on his phone to the screen. So mm. that way his phone sees, oh, that's a moon. Yeah. And it fixed it. And it just like, it, it, basically, oh, wow. it basically gave it detail that was not there. Like literally wasn't there because <clears throat> it was a purposely blurred image. But the phone still recognized it as a moon. So it kind of did its AI trickery and it fixed it for him. So they're just kind of like, like okay. a, a real life situation. If you're looking at the moon, you zoom in. And yeah. That's basically what it's doing. Yeah. So it's almost kind of like it, it almost adds like a fake overlay. Not yeah. really. It's not really that, but it's very similar to that, um, which is kind of controversial. But then if you really think about it. How controversial is it? Because that's what your phone does all the time. Yeah. Whether you have an iPhone, doesn't matter. Mm. Not now with the moon specifically, that's a gimmick from Samsung. Fine. You know, it's, it's a marketing thing. Because um, again, why take pictures of the moon? The moon looks the same no matter what. <laughs> it's right? just touting the zoom, right? Yeah, exactly. And so if you, you know, take a picture of like text on your phone, right? And it's kind of blurry. Maybe it's on a, at a bad angle. Your phone's going to fix that for you because your phone knows what that text is supposed to look like based off of other references of text. And it's going to say, this is what it's supposed to look like. And it fixes it for you. Right. And that's a good thing. Right. You're trying to take a picture of like a street sign or a menu or something. Right. And you want it to look good. It's going to do that for you. It's going to look amazing. So is it any different? And that's the question I have. Is it faking the moon thing? The moon stuff is it's stupid. It's just mark. It's just marketing gimmick, gimmick tree, whatever. It's who cares? But that's what smartphone yeah. cameras do. I'm not too caught up with the whole thing with the moon, but it's just, yeah. are you, the, as a consumer, are you being misled that the zoom is that that great? That's where the issue is, right? I think yes. I it's think people genuinely think, oh, look at what my phone can do. Yours can't do that. Yours can't do it either. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just a very <laughs> specific, you know, AI trickery that that phone put in there that another phone decided we're not doing that. That's dumb. Right. So, but at the same time, 
that's what that's just the way a, a smartphone works. And right? there's no so, ability to turn that off to see what the you zoom can. looks at. You can turn it off. Okay. Yeah, you can turn off AI photos in in, in like the Samsung app uh, camera app settings and just have a regular ass blurry picture of the moon. It's not gonna look good. Mm-hmm. Right. I would, <laughs> I would imagine it's a big white blob or something like yeah, a gray not white but grayscale. And it it does do a thing where it will fix the exposure automatically, like because the the moon is gonna look very bright next to the the darkness of the sky, yeah. and it will do that. But the AI part is where it actually fixes detail that's not really there in the first place. So, it, so to do that regardless, because I remember somebody showing me, because since I work in a high-rise building, we're on yeah. the 51st floor, somebody was zooming into Comiskey Park. Uh-huh. And like, yo, look, at I could zoom in all the way and I could see the Sox logo perfectly. Yeah. So basically, it's that's what it's doing. It's Yeah, kind of. It's because... Fixing it, mm-hmm. but not in the, and then it wasn't that clear. Right, it just looked a lot better than because it. there's probably not as many references for that for that specific stadium and you know that logo. Yeah, right. I'm sure there's some because it's just it's on the internet and the AI can pull from anything. Yep. So I guess my question is too is like, what does that work if the phone doesn't have an internet connection? Mm-hmm. Right, because it has to pull it from somewhere. So I wonder if you cut if you put the phone in like airplane mode. Does it, is it still good? Because those references can't be saved locally on the phone. The data would be insane. You would need, you know, a ton of storage just to have those data sets. Just the moon. Yeah, just just the moon. The moon's moon's on there. (laughs) Because you also have to have the moon from, you know, different times of year and different uh, phases of the moon. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you have to have all of those reference points. That's a lot of data. So it's not going to just be locally on your device. It's got to be pulling from somewhere. If you zoom in into a, a partial moon and it's a full moon on your picture. Like, I, I, yeah, like that. how did that happen? <laughs> like it's a that's a waning gibbous and this is showing me a full moon. <laughs> like I know what a waning gibbous looks like. I don't even know. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm a moon expert. Okay, have you He's been a there? moonologist? Yeah. You're a moonologist. <laughs> moonologist. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, so yeah, that was the, what I wanted to ask you guys. What you thought of you know the is it kind of weird? Yeah, but at the same time, it's just the way smartphone cameras work. I mean, I mean that's the majority of yeah. photos. Look at the the images that we get from James Webb Telescope. Yeah, exactly. Those are infrared, right? Right. But we then, add the colors to them. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then you get some a little bit of you know artist rendering that go along with that. Yeah, yeah. So I that have way, a yeah. With that. I mean, right. I'm fine with it. That's the way stuff. It's making stuff look. But the, that raises the question: What is a photo? Right? Because every photo you take from your phone is heavily processed, and yeah, they make the the end result look like what they think you want it to look like. These colors are saturated a certain way. Uh, certain things are, are sharpened. Uh, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. And you take a picture of food, like it'll automatically say, oh, that's food. I'm going to pump up the bright colors. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Take a picture of a landscape. The camera knows, oh, that's a landscape. The green of the grass gets saturated. All this stuff gets automatically right. done. And it's cool that it does it with just a press of a button. So basically, smartphones do the photo editing for you, right? Whereas if I took a so, raw image, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, well, so a raw image would just be like a raw image. A I would say is 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 what you would call a real photo. Yeah. And what does a raw image look like? Boring as shit. It's flat. <laughs> it has it, it's 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 some of it is um, the exposure might be off. Uh, a raw image. So if you're unfamiliar with photography, typically if you shoot a raw file. It is basically all of the information that hits the image sensor and it gets saved. Nothing gets touched whatsoever. So that's a good thing because it allows you to tamper with it. But then it's also a bad thing because you have to tamper with it. You have to put the work Mm -hmm. to make that image look good. Mm -hmm. And if you're into that, that's great. Um, 
but most people aren't, especially if you're taking shots on your cell phone. If you're doing something on a, you know, with a professional camera, sure, that's that's what you're doing. Uh, but you know, a raw photo is probably the only thing that is a real image. It's basically taking that file, uncompressed, untouched, and then you touch it up from there. Or the older technology. Yeah. With film. And yeah, which is the same thing. Polaroid, yeah. yeah. A raw, a raw file of a digital camera is the same thing as that negative strip that you used to get in your your old film cameras, right? That little, you know, which pictures develop and they give you the little strips back, mm-hmm. the little yeah. negatives. That is a raw file right there, just in physical form. Yeah. The, opening, so, the opening of the... Of the yeah. yeah, and you can take that negative and you can reprocess them again and get new prints. You can do other stuff with it. So it's the same thing, um, which is cool. But yeah, my question to you, what the hell is a picture in the first place? <laughs> Whatever you want it to be. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pictures worth a thousand words, right? Oh, man. And technology is cool, man. Did they just up that number? Did they up it? (laughs) It's definitely more than a thousand words. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of AI, though, cool stuff here from NVIDIA that we just witnessed. I showed you guys a demo. Yeah, that was amazing. Didn't it cool? We did did a a direct A-B comparison. We'll talk about it more right now. So this is called uh, a Pixel Perfect RTX Video Super Resolution. And this is now available for... This is so. This is only you can only do this on a PC because it requires NVIDIA graphics cards, specifically 30 series and 40 series. So the last two generation of graphics cards this will work for, mm. and it has to work. It's an AI powered upscaling feature. It enhances streaming video uh, through a Chromium based browser. So that's Google Chrome or Microsoft Edge, basically. There's other Chromium based browsers out there. I think Brave is also one, but the article specifically calls out Chrome or Edge. And basically what it does is any video that's being streamed in the browser, mm-hmm. the the GPU takes it and upscales in real time mm-hmm. as you're watching whatever it is that you're watching. And we just tested it right now with uh, one of the NCAA games that we're on, right? So it's a 1080p, as I, I use, we use YouTube TV. It's a 1080p stream, looks fine. And we did an AB comparison. I was streaming 1080p normal on my Apple TV. And then we switched over to the PC with the upscaling on the same television on the same television and you saw a drastic difference in that quality of that game even in the commercials yeah even the the commercials looked so good i've never seen a commercial look so crispy (laughs) i wanted to buy that car (laughs) yeah like see marketing needs to get better at doing 4k broadcast because it makes you like oh that car looks so real yeah i'm gonna buy it right now (laughs) good thing it wasn't a food commercial (laughs) right yeah that's how they get you like oh can we go to this domino's (laughs) <laughs> and it arrives like and you're like this doesn't look like my ai generated <laughs> commercial this is crap what is this <laughs> um but yeah so what did you think of that tech what did we test we did t- we did the game oh, i did some stuff before you, you guys got here I, I, I did some like highly compressed uh movie streams and then i did it through the upscale and it looked insanely good yeah you can tell the difference probably oh, yeah. um i also did it on with the which is another sports streaming software mm-hmm. app and i went to the website and i did it there and it looked so much better it's crazy so yeah so now any live sports event i'm streaming it this way <laughs> oh, yeah. because it just looks so much better that looks, that looks nice and most live stream stuff doesn't look as good that's not in 4k because if you watch a 4k yeah now here's the thing. Now it's so funny that that we were. Even, I'm even talking about this because I saw. A, I didn't know about this. In just this morning, uh, a, I saw a video that uh, that Linus did on an LTT, and that's where I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." And I researched it from there. And in his test in the video, you can see that he pulled up a, the same video on YouTube, and he did one at native 4K. He did one at 1080p. And then another one at like 1080p upscale to 4K. 
And he even said that in a lot of the frames, the upscaled 4K looked better than the native oh, 4K. Okay. Because on YouTube, it's you can watch stuff in 4K, but it's typically a low bit rate. Now, I'm not going to get into the you know right. super details of how video works, but it's not just the resolution. It's also how much data is being processed, right? So that's called a bit rate. YouTube's bit rate is fairly low. It has to be because they wouldn't be able to fit all that content if it was a higher bit rate. Um, so the AI, you get certain like artifacting from low bit rate videos. And the AI was even fixing that. So it just kind of looked better oh, okay. than even native 4K because the way it upscales it, it kind of smooths everything out. And in a lot of cases, it actually looked better than native 4K. I'm like, that's wild. <laughs> so it's it pretty makes cool sense stuff. though once you explain it that way. Yeah, because yeah, you take that low bitrate file and you can, I mean, if you don't have an i4, you probably won't notice it. But I bet you if you saw a, a, a low bitrate versus a, like a uncompressed file side by side, you would see how much smoother mm -hmm. something that is higher bitrate uncompressed versus something that's streaming over the internet. Um, it also depends so. what you're watching it on. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. But this is impressive. And I was so cool that I was like, oh, I have a graphics card. Let's test it right now. And I was able to actually see it and... We can see crazy really results. Oh, yeah, because the, on the 1080p, the blacks are a lot darker. Yeah. And then when you went to the upscale, it was... Yeah. And then you can see a little bit of artificialness because it's sports, so it's fast-moving stuff on screen, and the AI has to keep up. It's got to do it in real time. Um, so there were times, right, where, like, they're running back and forth on the court, and you kind of see some, like, ghosting and fringing mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, but once that stops, it just kind of catches up, and it just looks so good. So heavily impressed with uh, this software. So it's called RTX Video Super Resolution VSR. If you have uh, any one of these graphics cards, you have to go into the uh, NVIDIA control panel and change it in there. There's a little checkbox. And then there's four settings, one through four for quality. And obviously it just looks best on four. Mm -hmm. And man, what a difference. Awesome stuff. Uh, I will point out too that this particular feature was already been available uh, from NVIDIA in their streaming box, which is the NVIDIA Shield TV. And it does a great job. Not as good as this, mm. because obviously the, the newest RTX cards are far more powerful than what's in that streaming box. But if you're watching standard definition stuff on that streaming box, you can see the difference with the AI upscaling. And it looks pretty good. So um, a lot of times I would switch, because I have a NVIDIA Shield as well, and a lot of times I would switch to that over the Apple TV for certain pieces of content because it didn't look better because of the upscaling, um, but not that often. And this looks way better. So pretty cool. Mm. But if you do have <laughs> one of those streaming boxes, it's pretty good. All right. That's enough out of me. What do you got? You got some, <laughs> you got some Star Wars news for me that's interesting. Interesting or disappointing? Both. <laughs> interestingly, <laughs> interestingly disappointing. Yeah, interestingly disappointed. What do you got? <laughs> well, we, you know, we all know that Bob Iger took over. Yeah. Disney again. He's like, give me that back. You don't know what you're, you know what you're doing over there, other Bob. Because yeah. this is the guy's name, Bob, yeah. too. His name is Bob. Bob Chikram or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Get back here, Bob. You don't know what you're like. Sit down. Yeah, so they they sat down and spoke with him not too long ago. And apparently the Kevin Feige movie that, that you don't remember hearing about. But yeah. I think I think we might have talked about it. His movie and the Patty Jenkins Work Squadron right. are off the deck. Okay. Um, Taika Waititi's movie is still... In progress right. and, and development, which he plans on starring in. Starring in and directing. And directing. Okay. I wonder um, if he's going to have like an actual like pretty big part in it. I'm, I don't know. Or is it going to be something smaller? Like you Yeah. Know? Probably something smaller. Okay. Um, so, Still I mean, cool. that leaves the question of what the hell is going on with Star Wars. Because right. right now we got 
Mandalorian still playing mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Uh, Andor finished what not too long ago, uh-huh. a few months ago. Yep. So there's a speculation of maybe we're gonna get a, a lot of announcements at Star Wars Celebration in May, which actually starts okay. on May the fourth this year. But oh, it's that's in really cool. Yeah. Oh, is it? It's in Europe. Where's it gonna year. be this year? In Europe, uh, somewhere. In Did not know they was going overseas. That's in London. Dope. Very cool. Yep. Man, had I known that, I probably planned to go. That'd have been pretty cool. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, so what does this mean? You think you think you think that maybe it's it's leading to some kind of announcement and that's going to basically do away with whatever those storylines are. Yeah, be? I mean, because we don't have no nothing down the pipeline right as of yet for movies. Right, right now it's all TV shows stuff like that. <clears throat> and I take that back. It starts April seventh. Oh, okay. So not it's May the fourth. So, so it's going to be yeah. all right. All right. Damn, it still would have been cool to go. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. I can see that. I can see a, a big announcement that would, you know, kind of take it in a different direction. Uh, I wonder if it's something that's going to maybe just continue with this new, you know, this new storylines that mm-hmm. are coming from from Kevin Feige and Dave Filoni, like the whole thing with Bad Batch and uh, all of the Mandalorian stuff that's going on, right? You get Ahsoka, you get Boba Fett, yeah. and anything else that's going to come from those storylines, right? So yeah, pretty. I mean, I, I'm I'm loving these storylines. I think this is some of the best Star Wars stuff. Andor mm-hmm. was amazing. Andor was so good. Oh yeah, um, yeah. This is some of the best Star Wars content we've had, like bar none. Not not just as of late, or, or just compared to the the sequel trilogies or anything like that. Like just all in Star Wars storytelling. This has been some of the best stuff yeah. for sure. So if they continue down that and they, cause they're obviously seeing the success and even from a, from a fan standpoint, we all know how toxic uh, star Wars fans are. Mm-hmm. Typically they're never happy. And for the most part, all these shows are well received. You know, Boba yeah. Fett was probably the only one that wasn't. And for the most part, rightfully some, so yeah. it had some, it was kind of boring. Um, still good. It was still a good story to be told, but the best part of that show was the Mandalorian. Arc. Remember, yeah. You know what I mean? So like what two episodes. Exactly. So that kind of showed you um, what people really wanted to see. And it's that storyline. So, I haven't um, caught up yet on season three. Have you? For Mandalorian? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is it? Yeah, it's, oh, it's very good. Yeah. yeah. Last episode was great. Last episode was awesome. Uh, it was uh, It takes a, a different kind of turn in terms of the story because the entire episode, not the entire episode, but a big chunk of the episode kind of shifts away from Mando and, and Grogu, and it kind of shows you some other things. So obviously, no spoilers, but really good stuff. And mm-hmm. it was a long episode. It was almost an hour, almost a full mm-hmm. hour. It was, oh, like, okay. it was like 48 minutes of actual episode, like not not including not the credits, <laughs> not including the credits at the end. <clears throat> so very good episode. I liked it a lot. And, and yeah, and if they continue down that path, I think that's what more people probably want to see. And I'm sure they because they know that, mm-hmm. right? And they still also have to do. I feel like they're. I feel like everything that's happening right now in the Mandalorian and in the Bad Batch, oddly enough, and those shows are kind of running parallel at the moment. So I'm wondering if there's ever an overlap. I don't think there is because the timelines don't match, but. They seem to be trying to explain that single line in the last Star Wars movie, which was somehow Palpatine returned, mm-hmm. right? That's the line, right? That yeah. the Poe says or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, you didn't ex- somehow Palpatine, that's it? That's all you're going to give us? Like, no explanation? I feel like all this is explaining. It's going to lead to that. With all the cloning stuff and, you know, like all the stuff that's happening right now. So pretty interesting. Pretty interesting stuff. We'll see what happens. And the the last episode does have doesn't really talk about cloning directly, but there's people involved, you know, with cloning, and it's a that's it's a, such a very cool episode. So you'll enjoy it when you get there. Okay. And right now in the Bad Batch, that's also what's happening. So it's kind of making me think like 
are these shows going to like just overlap? Because not only are they both talking about the same thing, but they're on at the same time. They, mm-hmm. they both come out on Wednesdays. They're both still currently running. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bad Batch has what, like three or four episodes left. And I don't know how many the Mandalorian has. I don't know how many, how many episodes are in this season, but it's eight. Yeah. And Bad Batch has a total of 16. I think right now we're on 12. So there's a, there's a few left. So interesting stuff. I like it. So I don't know if you've been watching both, but you should get caught up on both. It's pretty good. Um, so, yeah. And then he also talked about Marvel, but about how some characters, do they really need three or four sequels going forward? Yeah, that's a good question. With so many characters that they have and plus, you know, all the, all the brands that they got now. Yeah. X-Men, you know, yeah. stuff like Can that. Can you put those, <clears throat> those resources elsewhere? And tell new stories with new characters as opposed to sequels of characters we already know. Yeah. Right. And constantly, obviously talking re, as of right now, probably about Ant-Man. So more one shots. Is that what he's saying? Uh, maybe just like single origin movies that don't have sequels. You know I what I mean? One shots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like instead of having three Thor movies or four Thor movies, maybe you just had maybe one or two. Or, oh, okay. you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so not having this mm-hmm. franchise. Of exactly. Having franchise, uh, basically a franchise, a trilogy for us, every single character. That kind yeah, of, and I, think, I think it was okay at the beginning because they were trying to get their. Yeah, we we're trying to get people to, to we needed watch. To, yeah, we needed to get to know these characters as well. Yeah. But now they're well known. And, and it's like, okay, let's move on. Yeah. A lot of stories to tell. And he even said it too, like the Avengers movies are going to be totally different than the Avengers that we knew sure. from. As they should be. I mean, stuff should, stuff should evolve, right? Yeah. So I'm okay with that. I'm totally... And I, I, I think I agree because I really enjoyed Ant-Man. Um, but I don't know how necessary it is either, right? I mean, I think you need to... Well, maybe Ant-Man is, is, a, is a little bit different because it does, it does set up Kang. Yeah. Right? But maybe Ant-Man 2 didn't need to exist. Like Ant-Man and the Wasp. The first... Mm-hmm. The first one. The first yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. Uh, maybe that <clears> one didn't need to exist. Right? It's kind of a filler movie. Not a bad... Not a bad movie, but it's just a small, kinda like, kinda small like stakes. Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 was terrible. I hated Iron Man 2. <laughs> I, I don't like Iron Man 3. I really did really dislike Iron Man 3. Yeah. More than 2. Uh, 1 is still so good. I saw it recently. And I'm like, damn, this movie still holds up. Yeah. And it's still really, really good. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I agree with that. So what do you think that what do you think we're gonna see from that? You think you're just gonna see more single movies or you know, maybe move stuff to TV shows? Yeah. But, I don't but, even it's, know. but it's like, what characters do you use though? Because we're used to Captain America, Iron mm-hmm. Man, Thor. Right, right. I mean, you got to throw in Fantastic Four in there. Maybe that's the you know the the catapult that shoots off, yeah, and brings us the X Men. Could be, yeah. Because I mean, think about it. when they do bring the X Men, it's gonna like restart everything, and it, the, yeah, and all the hype and everything is gonna kick off. I think that's gonna in- reinvigorate a lot of the fan base, my, yeah. myself included. Like, like, I'm kind of dying for that. So I think that's also a lot of pressure on them too. So like, well, we can't fuck this up. Like, it's gonna <laughs> yeah, exactly. be like it's like the what. However, you introduce X Men and fan, even though we know Fantastic Four's coming because they already showed mm-hmm. us, like you gotta be on point. With that coming out, well, we'll the, see. We'll see though how the that pool and Wolverine movie play yeah. out. Then that, now that's obviously the first one. But again, <clears throat> it, people already know that that's a very jokey kind of thing, and mm-hmm. it's going to be it's going to kind of exist in its own you know little vacuum. But yeah, uh, yeah uh, it's uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want that pressure, man. No, <laughs> that's got to be that's got to be hard to do. So, but you but you kind of got to think that they already knew. How they would want to do it years ago. I'm sure they've been thinking about it for a long time. And they just were waiting for that point where they got the properties back. Maybe that was the defining decision to buy Fox in the first place. When they were like, listen, we need a business case to even want to spend this much money on Fox. What do you have? How are you going to bring these characters in in a way that it's going to make us billions of dollars? Because 
that's the payoff. You can't just, you know what I mean? They didn't just buy Fox for fun. That's a business move. So trust me, they didn't buy it for the fans. They <laughs> they wanted to make themselves some money. Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, it's maybe they're a money decision. Yeah, of course. I mean, they're, they're a for-profit organization. That's what they're there for. I get it. Uh, but at the same time, you need to keep that business running smoothly by keeping your customers happy, which are your fans, people that watch your stuff. So it's a hard job, man. <laughs> you keep people, you know how hard it is to keep a person happy? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Especially nerds, man. They're never <laughs> Especially happy. Especially nerds. They're never happy. <laughs> so, yeah. So what do we got going on with DC? Some crazy stuff with DC that you showed me today. I didn't even know about this stuff until you told me. Well, Shazam came out. I didn't even realize. <laughs> Not to say anything about Shazam, I really enjoyed the first one, and the second one looks fun too. Yeah, and so I, I think it just made what thirty million the box office weekend. What, what I mean, isn't too bad, but that's not bad for an indie film. <laughs> this is not. This is this is an indie film, man. That's that's a little. It's a little low. It's a little on the low side. So our boys, Zack Snyder. No, this is uh, this made my eyes go. Yeah. So you know, Shazam <laughs> came out. We already got news about you know. Uh, What's his name? Gun. James Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> James Gunn taking over and yeah. you know Guardians his guy. his plan with the gods and monsters yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. <clears throat> well, apparently Zack Snyder says, Oh yeah? Posted a little cryptic message on his Twitter account yeah. a few days ago. And it's not even a message, it's a video. Well, yeah. yeah. Video. And it's uh what does it say again? Hold on. Oh this everything is, comes full circle. Yeah. Everything comes full circle and there's a date. And a date. And the and the voice is dark, dark side. side. So what the hell does that mean? Yeah. And why, and yeah. why is Zack Snyder <laughs> posting something about the dark side, about, well, yeah. about and, dark side? And then apparently a couple of days ago, he posted two images on his Vero account. I never what the hell that. is that? Oh, Vero? Yeah, V-E-R-O. Oh, I don't know what that is. He posted two images of uh, Henry Cavill, okay. Superman, with the same dates, April 28th, 29th, and 30th. 28th, 29th. And there's nothing happening at those dates. I, couldn't find anything, no cons or anything like that. Yeah. But so, and the the picture that he posted, it's uh, the initials of Man of Steel, yeah. Batman versus Superman, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Okay. And he has a quote, life is a cycle from birth to death to rebirth. And so the hero's journey is a cycle as well. Uh-huh. A continuous journey of growth and transformation. Okay. And so, and, and so this made, made me even more kind of interested in all this. Because of an article that I saw about a campaign for selling the Snyderverse to Netflix, right? Basically, you know, Warner Brothers saying, uh, we're going to do our own thing with the DC now. This is now officially the, the DCU, right? Run by James Gunn. But all these other characters still exist and people still like them, right? Everything from the Snyderverse. So the campaign is to basically, you know, the fans saying, why don't you just take that and then sell it to another studio so that those storylines can continue, parallel to whatever you're doing and just let them make what they want um now the first thing and you brought this up is that it's confusing to Mm -hmm. people that don't know any better like why are there two batmans and supermans and all this other stuff all right but i think for the fans they would know what's going on like oh this is a different thing it's just a parallel different studio making it different storylines and that's fine uh but maybe that's maybe it's that right like are they gonna announce that the snyderverse and all those characters you you're 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 ben affleck's batmans and all that are you moving all that to another studio, to another per, another entity to make it? Am, Amazon, Netflix, Apple TV, whoever, right? Would they really sell that those pro, or branch them off like that? Well, they wouldn't sell it because they, they, yeah. they just they would just be creating. They would be producing them right. Yeah, so it would be basically licensing <clears throat> those characters 
and then you just taking those specific storylines and then, you know, making new stuff with it. So I don't know. It's an interesting deal if that's the case. But that's so cryptic. It's just a random date, you know, read by Darkseid. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so there are some cons going on. There um, are. There's an amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Okay. With those dates. South Texas Comic Con. Okay. Those exact dates. A Magicon in North Dakota. Mm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not happening in North Dakota. <laughs> and no, other than against North Dakota, but there's like 10 people that live there. And the Vermont Sci-Fi and Fantasy Expo. That sounds like something that's going to be in someone's garage. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's not that. Maybe the Vegas one? Maybe the Vegas, the Vegas one. one would make more that sense. That would make the yeah. most sense. Because <laughs> even though the te- South Texas, McAllen, Texas, that's not. Yeah. 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 I think so. typically any con that happens in Vegas is typically a, a pretty big scale. So yeah, okay. So that's so a possibility. We'll April twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and third. But it's yeah. it's weird that it's three days, and that's a weekend. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So, so it's not like a one day announcement. It's a, like a three day something. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Zacky boy, what are you doing over here? That's hilarious. Speaking of Zack Snyder, over the weekend I saw some random uh, TikTok video about a comic that does a stand-up comedian that does i think they call it crowd work where basically you go and all of his content is based off of people in the crowd like he's kind mm. of like roasting people in the crowd and people that go to these shows know that that's what it is um <clears throat> so you should expect it and apparently the one of the people that he was heckling in the crowd was Zack snyder <laughs> so he goes and he asks the guy he's like what's your name and then he goes zach and then the comic goes like, wow, you look really upset that I even asked you. He's like, that's what the show is. And he's making all these jokes or whatever. And then he said something and he's like, I forgot what he said. He's like, oh, what do you do for a living? He's like, oh, I make, I'm a filmmaker. And he's like, oh, what? And then he kind of, he didn't just come out and say, I'm Zack Snyder. He just basically said, have you ever seen something? So I forgot what he says. Like, I made that. He's like, Zack Snyder. He's like, it was so funny. Yeah. And he's like, damn, did I just commit career suicide? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little funny bit that I saw. It's kind of funny. I'm sure if you Google that, it'll come right up. But uh, what do you think, man? What are we know. getting? Are they selling it? <laughs> they might be. I mean, that's three universes then. Who cares? <laughs> the pie don't even Who cares? <laughs> tie in together. And it's like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we, see. we got what? A little over a month and a yeah. half. About, about, yeah. A month and a half or so. Okay. There we go. We'll keep them posted, I guess. Keep yeah. them posted. All right, uh, let's do, we're going to get into Donut Bites, but we're also going to talk really quickly about some stuff that we all saw recently. So I want to talk about this movie that Danny brought to our attention. Um, And it's funny why Danny brought it to our attention. Right. Danny, you can tell us why, but the movie's called Fall, right? What's it about? Tell me. Somebody tell me. (laughs) Go ahead, You want me to tell you? It's about two friends that uh, climb a... It was a radio tower, right? Yeah, uh, it's like an old radio TV tower. TV, one of the old t- radio tallest TV. one. Yeah, a very tall one. Like 2,000 feet or something like that. Yeah, which is insane, by the way. Yeah. That's like taller than like the Shears Tower. Yeah. You know, the Shears Tower is like 1,500 feet or something like that. <laughs> so imagine talling, going that high up. Yeah. So they apparently, they, well, they don't apparently, but they climbed this tower and yep. bad things happen. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Hijinks ensues. And I can see Danny's nervousness because me watching it too, I was like, yeah. no bad way. I wouldn't. So yeah, Danny, you don't like heights. Tell us more. <laughs> no, I don't. That's it. And that just movie is one of those. It's, it was like a. It was intense to watch it. Right. It's one of that curiosity where mm-hmm. you're. You still want to watch more, but it just a lot of anxiety uh, with yeah. the, with the way they shoot it with it, which was a lot of it was very practical. I and mean, they weren't well, two thousand feet, but the, yeah, the beginning. Um, the the CGI in the beginning was bad. Oh yeah, the, the beginning mountain, part. But the second, the mountain, like the rest yeah. of it, wasn't that bad. 
No, because a lot of it was practical. Yeah. It was like an actual, well, they, you know. They filmed it on a mountain. Mm-hmm. And they put a tower or a makeshift tower on, on top of a mountain so to make it look like like you were higher up, like you were higher up. Right. So it did like a good that. job of, yeah. of doing of like the scale. Right. Like, oh, this is you're very high up and the way it was shot. It's uh, looked pretty good from, from that aspect. Yeah. yeah. And it just puts the thoughts in your mind. Right. So even though that, you know, they're not high up that high, right. but you said you kind of get pulled into it and yeah. you're feeling that. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Especially the when stuff they're climbing they have to do. it. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, I wouldn't even go, yeah, 10 feet maybe up that damn thing. Yeah. So, and they were, you and especially know. you're hearing that clanking sound. Like, it's, yeah. like it's rickety. I'm like, it's, oh, all, oh. it's all it's rusted. It's all rusted. It's all rusty old tower. And it's like, and I mean, it's, but yeah. people do this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Urban explorers, or yeah. this is obviously out in the country somewhere, but, uh, oh. but yeah. But outside of that, <laughs> what did you think of this movie? The movie was the plot. It was crap. <laughs> this movie was so terrible, man. This <laughs> Uh, it's and it's made by fucking um, BuzzFeed. Yeah, it was a BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed studio. studio movie. So that probably tells you everything you need to know. Well, like right all, off top. like every every studio that was presenting, I was it was like a five minute of their little intros. Yeah, because like, how many studios are because they had to get money from everyone probably to make this movie. So. <laughs> I mean, watch it. It's not, I w- don't yeah. wa- don't watch it for the plot. No, what, the intensity of the fact, climb stuff was pretty good. Yeah. Just yeah. fast forward to the part where they start climbing it. Yeah, <laughs> but anything to do with the human elements were terrible. Like these characters were really bad. I didn't give a shit about any every none of them. Yeah. I wanted them both to die. In fact, I was like, you guys are so stupid. And it, it kind of was predictable too. Yeah, Some yeah, points yeah. were predictable. Like, yeah, it was just you not know, to spoil it, but like when one of the characters is, <laughs> we can spoil it. I'm gonna spoil this movie. <coughs> the twist. Do I have a? Do I have a the, little, a little twist? Little, oh, you do have a little spoiler. Yeah. There you go. There's your spoiler alert for this terrible movie. Because um, <laughs> again, you can't spoil what makes the movie good, and that is the the, the climbing parts. Yeah, that is very uh, anxiety inducing. Uh, and it's it, it's good. That part of it is 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 great. Like I would watch it just for that. Um, but yeah, don't you have to you have to know that going in because I didn't know that going in, and I'm just like these characters are taking me out of this movie because they're so dumb, and it was kind of upsetting. Mm. <laughs> and then I'm like, can you get to the good part? Because I'm bored right now, and I'm really upset. Yeah, <laughs> there's a difference between me being bored and me. Like, I don't like looking at these characters. They're so annoying. And that's how it was in the beginning for me. And then I'm like, okay, let's get to the good stuff. Well, yeah, because like all the all the climbing and them trying to survive was like the good stuff. But then when they got to like the human elements of the yeah. story, they're just like, come on, go back to yeah, that. Like, it's dumb. <laughs> like, none of it made sense. Uh, also, too, the the fact that uh, this girl has a cell phone with a magic, magic. fucking battery that never <laughs> dies. Yeah. They, they were on this tower for how long? Like four days? Four, yeah, something like that. She was watching videos. She's doing all this stuff. And her phone just still works. <laughs> It was it's, in airplane mode. It still had half battery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get the fuck face. I was so upset. I was like, you're telling me your phone still works? You got a battery pack? I haven't seen you pull out a little, little power pack at <laughs> a little all. little power pack. I haven't seen you pull anything out. You're just over here. Oh, and then the way you try to charge your drone. Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah, so like you're telling was, me you were like, hold, oh, come on, man. So there's a part where. Have you tried it? <laughs> well, that's no, what I'm saying. That, that's that. what I'm saying. Like, it was predictable because when they're in the diner and she's like, oh, I can show you how to charge your phone. And yeah. like, you're like, okay, something's going to happen. Yeah. Right. They're going to have to charge something. And sure enough, it's the drone. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a they're in a diner. She unscrews a light bulb and she lines up the prongs of a charger with the light bulb. And it apparently works. I don't know if that actually works. Apparently it does, which makes sense. It's just electricity. Yeah. But the part where they do this for the drone 
because they have a drone, like a little video drone, because her friend is like some YouTuber or yeah. whatever. And they have to climb up further on the tower to get to where this light is, right? The big old light bulb. Big old light the bulb, light. which, by the way, like, I'm sure that's some kind of proprietary bulb also. It's not like a normal <laughs> ass house bulb. <laughs> for airplanes to see it, right? Yeah, it's for airplanes to see it. You think it's just a normal little, <laughs> like little, little E26? Like, that's not what that is, man. It's a, that's an industrial bulb. <laughs> So anyway, she climbs up there, takes it off, puts her charger in there for the drone, and just holds it there for what? That drone has to take at least four hours oh, to charge. Yeah. She's been there for a while. You're just gonna be holding it. <laughs> and then what happens? She crashes the drone. Oh yeah. my god! Well, the that part too. Yeah. The, now that the, part was great because the, so what they were doing was they took the drone to fly it down with a note, which is a, a decently smart idea. Probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> And they almost get to the diner where they were trying to fly the drone into, and it gets smashed by, by a semi truck. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you fly it so low? I would have flown it and then bring it down. Once and when that down. happened, I literally laughed <laughs> out loud. I was watching this movie by myself, and I could not stop laughing because it was a good idea to fly this drone out of there. How else are you going to get someone to see you? You're so high up. And then the fact that it's smashed, I'm like, you all deserve everything you're getting. <laughs> and this is beautiful. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> so that's a fall. Well, that it was a it was a success because it was on a three million dollar budget and it made twenty one million dollars at the theaters. Yeah, that's 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 more successful <laughs> than Ant Man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's not. Ant Man still made a bigger profit, but you, you from yeah. a from a percentage standpoint. <laughs> so how did you hear about this movie? I just, just saw, saw it. it. Yeah. Just saw it pop up. I'm like, oh, what's this? Bloop. I'm like, ooh, that's that's not good. <laughs> that looks, like, ooh, that looks <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Did you rent it? And what did you watch it on? Uh, it was on Stars. Oh, that's what it was. You're right. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, so, and again, and I, and I think it's been getting traction because it was on Apple. When you pull up Apple TV and you go to the store to like buy or rent movies, it was like in like the top 10. Mm. Like people are watching this movie right now, which is weird because it came out like mid last year. So it's not like super new. It's got 79% on Rotten Tomatoes too. That is an atrocity. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) It does. (laughs) Did we watch the same fucking movie, man? (laughs) I mean, I guess the, the suspense of it is going to outweigh the rest for a lot of people, which is fair. Uh, because it is that part is good. It is good. Those, yeah. those, all, the, but the fact that a lot of it was a practical shoot made it look better. It didn't look like fake CGI like in the beginning. In the beginning, there's a mountain scene when they're climbing and it looks not the best. No, yeah, like, um, that's what I was like. What is Danny getting me into yeah. after that scene? I was like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah, but again, just just so you know, it's a good movie to watch, especially like a you know watch it with like friends because it's it's you know high intensity. Yeah. Uh, just know that it, the characters are dumb. The plot is dumb. Yeah, uh, the acting is aw- is awful. Like all of those things, you could have literally start that movie right at the point where they're climbing. Because yeah. there's no connection between their climb and everything that happened before that. None, other than the motivation to go climb, just exactly. to kind of right. whatever she went through at the beginning, right? But so it's like fast forward, get to the part where they start mm-hmm. climbing that pole and enjoy. But yeah, but I watch it with friends. It's great to like you know make fun of the characters, but also experience the intensity of this climb stuff, which is actually pretty cool. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's got had a little twist in it too. I won't give that away. Yeah. Now that's a real job, you know that, right? What? The reason why, I, uh, yeah, the reason why I got interested in it because maybe maybe that video became famous because I didn't even know this movie was a movie. But they that's actual that's actually someone's job to climb that pole all the way to the top oh, to and change, change the, the light bulb. Oh. And I think they get paid like I don't know like they get paid a like lot of thirty thousand per per bulb. Get out of here! Yeah. 
Well, because I mean, it's so it's it's so in the movie, the the tower is decommissioned. It does not work Mm. anymore, but it is up there specifically so airplanes can see it. So obviously that bulb that's in there is important. You think they would just swap it out with like an LED one that is rechargeable. You're like you're if you're Our solar if you're, power. If you're paying someone thirty grand, I think I, I don't quote me. Let me look it up right now. Uh, but no, that does make sense that you would spend money on it because it is a safety thing, right, yeah. for planes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. That is that was some truth to it. That the reason why that bulb is still working on top of that tower is it's for planes. Yeah, but so. to sit up there and charge your drone for four out more than four hours. Also, really quick, just want to talk about how when they they use the flare gun, forty eight thousand, forty eight thousand dollars. I'll I'll do it. And why do you have to climb it? Can't you helicopter up there? <laughs> just <laughs> just dangle? Just hang out the helicopter. Just let me untwist this real oh, quick. But it says an annual summer. See. But if you can do mo- multiple yeah, but, of those a year. No, I think that's a, that's a, hold on. I, there was yeah, an they, article. And they I probably do like a few of them a year. Yeah. Yeah. And I. That's wild. 20,000. I was right. 20,000 per change. Okay. That's a lot. And someone actually had the cam and you can go on YouTube and you can watch that person climb it. Climbing up. Oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. look that up. That's pretty dope. So that's what, that's what, that's freaky because that's an actual person doing it. Mm-hmm. There's no, I think that probably adds to the, there's no CGI. Into, there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's his um helmet cam. Right. But that guy's probably, that guy or girl is probably a lot smarter than these characters. So <laughs> I'm sure they're doing a way better job. <laughs> Would you do it for 20 grand? No, I mean, if I had the climbing skills, sure, but I don't, hell no, I wouldn't. I'm not going to die for $20,000. I'll definitely fall. <laughs> do mm-hmm. one a week. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Man, imagine doing one a week. It's not a bad living. I might learn to climb. <laughs> Start taking some climbing classes, man. Holy shit. Um, I do want to point out when they first use that that flare, because there's an emergency yep. box up there. They use a flare gun, to, and they get some people's attention, and then they just rob them. So instead of helping them, they steal their car. That I was, was dying laughing. I'm like, again, you deserve everything that's happening to you, you idiots. Oh, that was sweet justice. <laughs> Fantastic. Now you want to watch it again. Fantastic movie. I'm going to watch it with, with the group of friends just to make fun of it. Yeah, you should make them watch it. Just tell them it's a good movie. Nicole, oh, this movie's great. <laughs> Tight butthole the whole time. <laughs> oh, man, that's good stuff. Um, now into something a little bit more serious. We'll talk about Last of Us. And we'll do we'll be real quick because we don't want to spoil too much of the show. But um, you finished. Danny, you have not. You probably, maybe you'll get to it later. I recommend you do because it's good. But Juan, you finished. What did you think? We're done oh, with nice. season one. Nine episodes down. I liked it a lot, man. It was really good. And you have never played the game? I've never played the game. Never even knew anything about the game? No, nothing about the story in the game or anything. But And it seems like they stay true to the game. Very. Extremely true to the game. Yeah. Um, And the game is is not a good game because it's a zombie game. There's tons of zombie games. It's good because of the story. Yeah. The game itself is a a very cinematically driven game. Uh, It's not like an open world thing where you're exploring around. You kind of are in the game. But it's on rails. You only go to places that you're supposed to go, and then you have to you know, scavenge around for supplies, yeah. and, and then, of course, you fight zombies and all that and stuff. And it, But the thing that makes all that good are the characters mm-hmm. and the story in the game. Like episode eight. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, with the uh, when they get to that little town with the well, slight spoilers here. Well, yeah, there's a little spoiler warning here. <coughs> Whoa, hold on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was a little loud. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert here. Um, so in episode eight, and this happens in the game too, is where they come across another camp of survivors and they seem to be really nice and really they're not. They're <laughs> fucking cannibals. <Yeah. laughs> so this is crazy, man. This is a wild episode. Yeah, and that's in the game. Wild. That is that is part of the game. That whole thing. See, the that's cool. That, but that's cool though that they, like you wouldn't, not knowing that that's a video game or it came from a video game, that's 
you know, yeah, it's good that they stuck to it like that. Yeah, that the way that they did. I, agree. I, I heard even, I heard even that they were contemplating changing the ending for the for the yeah because of the the, the, the finale, the controversial decision that Joel has to make. Yeah, at the end, basically, you know, because they were gonna basically kill Ellie to get her her brain, so yeah, so to speak, right? Because to try to create a cure because mm-hmm. she's immune and. And and they were, and he was just like, well, first they tell him, they tell Joel that, well, we have to take the, you know, I forgot how she worded it. Something about the cordyceps. Cordyceps were growing in. Well, they're, they have to take them out of her, but yeah. Joel realizes, well, they're, they're part of your brain. She's like, yeah, well, cordyceps grow in the brain. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, clearly you're not surviving that if that's where the mm-hmm. cordyceps are. You can take her brain, you can't take your brain out and then just stick it back in. Like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And obviously, too, and also, too, the the question the big question is was was Joel's decision correct right this is a good question for yeah. Danny because you're you're a parent right so and I'll give you a little bit more backstory of, of the last episode and how the show ends so Ellie is immune to the the clickers right the zombies and they're trying to get her across the country to a, a camp of fireflies which are like these like resistance fighters. And they say that they have a doctor that can synthesize a cure based off of Ellie because she is immune. So they can like do something with her and create some kind of virus or some kind of, um, you know, medication or something that will combat the, the disease. Right. So they get there and they go through this entire season, right, where Joel basically takes on Ellie as his daughter now because his daughter is killed in episode one. And before... He was really mean, right? He was like, you're just cargo. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit about you. And then he grows to really love her later on, right? And then so it comes to the end. They take him in. And then he finds out that the only way to get the stuff out of her to make a a, a cure is they have to basically kill her because they got to take her brain out. So what does he do? He goes fucking nuts. He <laughs> kills <laughs> everyone. Bananas, <laughs> he kills everyone in the thing. Ellie is under anesthesia. He steals her out of there. And then he leaves. And then he's in the backseat of a car. And then she wakes up. And then she's like, what the hell happened? Where are my clothes? And he's like, man, it turns out that there are a bunch of people that are immune like you. You're not the only one. And they tried to make a cure and it didn't work. So they gave up. And then he's, she's like, where are my clothes? And he's like, oh, well, raiders came. And then they finally get back. To, I think it's the camp where his brother Jackson. is. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then she stops him. And she's like, hey, everything you just said about the fireflies, is that true? And Joel says, yes, it's true. So the question is, was that right for him to lie to protect her because she would have gone along with it. Ellie would have said, fine, kill me if that's going to save everyone else. She would have done that. Mm-hmm. But no one gave her that choice because the fireflies didn't tell her that that's what was going to happen. They put her to sleep and said, Hey, we're going to run some tests. You'll be fine. And they put her to sleep knowing damn well that she was never going to wake up from so that he, anesthesia. He rescued her. So he basically rescued her from that because even if she would have made that decision, both of them took that away from her because Joel just, killed everyone in the hospital mm. and took her and the fireflies just said, well, don't tell her, put her to sleep and then we'll do what we got to do. So wow. what's the right, is that the right choice? I don't know. In my opinion, yes. And the reason I say it's wrong generally, like you shouldn't just massacre a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of people. Right. And Joel is vicious with it. He even kills the dude that like surrenders. Yeah. He was like, he puts his gun down. He's like popping you anyway, dude. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> hey, man. But he did it. For the purpose, because he knew if they got away, that they were still going to come after them. Hundred percent, which is so. I mean, which it's, is it's it's pretty much no survivors because they're if there's a survivor, they're going to come after them. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, what would you have? What would you have done in a situation like that? It's hard, right? 
Yeah, it's like save humanity. Yeah. Or you save but, your child. But, but here's the thing, though. The save humanity part is the part that's not guaranteed. You think no. the Fireflies actually had the ability to no. do so? No. I mean, it's a makeshift lab. No. Nope. This doctor, you, I'm not going to trust. I wouldn't no. trust them to do no. that. They've I had don't. all this time and they've done nothing. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think you would have been able to do it and you would have killed her for nothing. Yeah. That is not a, a gamble I personally would have taken. Nope. So I would say that Joel was correct in that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the way he reacted. He could have probably taken her out of the little stealth, but no, he went full <laughs> massacre. Mm-hmm. He said stealth. He went full active shooter and just destroyed <clears throat> everyone inside of this hospital. <laughs> Inclu- and in, in, that's in the game too, where you have to shoot the doctor and you cannot not do that in the game. Like in the game, the scene will not progress Unless you until do. you shoot that doctor in the head because the doctor <laughs> is trying to stop Joel from taking Ellie. She's on the... She's on the operation table, and he's oh, and, and the show he can he without without hesitation. <laughs> exactly. What is that coming from? <laughs> it's coming from the from the HomePod. Is it the record us? <laughs> Hold on. Where is this coming from? <laughs> wow, that is so weird. Hey Siri, stop. So how is it? How is it playing that? I have no idea. I think it was coming from my laptop to there. This delay. Oh. I was playing back everything we had just said. <laughs> that was weird. Wow. Siri, are you on? Are Siri, are you more advanced than we know? She is. Anyway, what the hell was I saying? That was scary. <laughs> <laughs> She's not done with us yet. She's doing it again. Wow. Where's that coming from? Now it's playing in the other one. <laughs> playing in the room? Yeah, you hear it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it playing from your phone, laptop? I have no idea. It can because it's playing whatever. We've already said not playing. It's not playing. Yeah, it's playing back what we said. That is so strange. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that's the show. Really good show. I like so, it. so this first season is basically everything of part one. Yes, of the game. Because mm-hmm. that's also where the game ends. Yeah. Where where the season one ends. Um, season two, I think, will be very different from the game. I think they even said that, um, which is probably good considering what happens in part two i, I don't even want to spoil that okay. yeah i mean um, i've heard there's some controversy about part two yeah, and part two is out. part two is one of the is one of those games where it's very dis, uh, divisive divisive is that the right word um i don't know why i always want to say divisive versus decisive i don't think that's the right word a real word but decisive decisive is but decisive not. is that what i'm trying to say no <laughs> well you're trying you're trying, trying to say divide then yeah it's divisive. it's divisive okay good <clears throat> Sometimes my brain don't work man uh apparently it's very divisive it's just you either love it or hate it. It's one of those types of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's because of what happens in the story. And I don't think that'll happen in, in season two. So I think what I think they might do is they'll either just change the story completely for season two, or they will have more story in between between yeah. games one and two. You know what I mean? So they can kind of yeah, write their doesn't own Doesn't like game or uh, part two jump ahead. Years. Yeah, it does jump ahead. Cause Ellie is, kind of an adult in part two not like a full adult but i want to say she's maybe like late teens early 20s mm. so she is she is but she's more grown um and ellie's vicious in part two in the game it's I mean, pretty, yeah you kind of fear you kind of yeah. learn where she learned it from, yeah and that is in, in part two she's 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 wild so uh yeah and there's you know there's a lot of different things happening in, in part two so i don't know if they'll go that route you know so we'll and that was see, cool we'll though that, that the the girl that plays ellie in the game is the her mother right in this, exactly in what we learned in episode nine which was really cool um and even the character that plays joe or the guy that plays joe in the game yeah he comes out in episode eight and comes out in episode He's eight part of the cannibal squad yeah <laughs> which is wild and the girl that plays uh, was the name marlene the fireflies lady 
Mm-hmm. She's actually she's the actual, she's the actual person. From, yeah. She's the only one that was from the game that's also in mm-hmm. the movie in the show playing the same character, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that. Loved it. Really good stuff. Yeah. So looking forward to season two. I don't know what they'll do with it story wise, but um, I trust that it'll be good because the, the it'll be the same showrunners and the same writers from the game are also directly involved with it. That they always have been. So I'm sure they'll do something that is uh, good. I, I'm highly, I definitely trust that they'll do a good job because that was a fantastic show. Yeah. <clears throat> so watch it if you haven't. Even if I we just spoiled it for you, still watch it. It's really good. The drama of the show is intense. Yeah, I mean it pulls you in, and you, yeah, not many shows make you care about characters. Yeah, you like, really care about characters here. Yeah, it's really good stuff. So it's very well done. Um, it's also funny how this show is basically the same as the Mandalorian. It's it's Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. just transporting, <laughs> transporting somebody, transporting someone, and then falling in love with them. <laughs> not romantically, obviously, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. You have this affection mm-hmm. for like now this this is my son now, and it's little Grogu. <laughs> it's literally the same story. I swear to God. <laughs> Only mm-hmm. ones in space and ones in post apocalyptic. <laughs> really good stuff. Um, uh, real quick, donut bites. That was the wrong button. Mm, there we go. Go nuts. The show's just going off the rails. As it normally does. Uh, anything new besides what we just talked about? For me, no. Danny? I have not watched anything this week. I did start watching that Poker Face show oh, yeah, that you, that you it, mentioned. Yeah. Um, I did like it, but it's got the same problem that I have with all network shows. And even though this isn't a network show, it's a, it's a Peacock original. A lot of filler. It's just, it's, it's a mystery of the week. So the, the main story, which... You get the main story of the show in episode one, right? Where you have the main character running from these from these casino mobster people. But while she's running, she's going from town to town and she's solving a new murder mystery basically every single week, which is cool, but it kind of pulls me out of the story because you're not right. giving me the actual story. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how network TV is in general. So the cool thing though is that every episode is good. It's got really good characters in it. There's a couple episodes that were like, ugh. Yeah, okay, yeah. The ones I've seen so far, I think I've only seen like four. Oh, then you're good. Yeah, they've been good. Starting with five. There's a few between five and the last okay. one. That like, mm. So, and I can see that. It's watchable, but. Mm. I can see that. I can see like, you know, how many murder mysteries can you solve just like running away from someone and else? That's just it. It kind of goes off the rails. It's, yeah. You'll see. But. Okay, so that's the only problem I had with it is it's kind of very similar to other network shows where it follows that format. Didn't really care for that. Uh, TV show-wise, nothing new. So still just Mandalorian and Bad Batch are currently still running. Obviously, Last of Us is complete. Uh, A couple new movies. So there is a really good movie. So I don't know if you remember this. In 2016, there was a movie with um, the guy from Harold and Kumar. What's his name? John Cho, I think his name Mm -hmm. is. Uh, It's called Searching. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's by the same people, this new one that I'm about to talk about. So Searching, because it came out in 2016. It's about John Cho searching for his daughter. She's missing. And the entire movie is only through the perspective of technology. So basically, every time John Cho's on camera, it's coming from his webcam camera or his cell phone camera. Like mm-hmm. everything is through that perspective. There's never like a camera following a person around in the world. Uh, it's just through their devices. And it's really, really cool. And it's super intense because you're, he's trying to find his daughter. It's just really good. There's a second one now called Missing. And it's the same concept, but a different, completely different storyline. They don't connect or anything, but it's the same people. And it's about this girl who's looking for her mom. Her mom goes missing. She goes on a trip and she goes missing. And all this stuff unravels and she's trying to find. It's, a, it's like a big old mystery. And again, it's all done 
everything you see on screen is through the perspective of her, mm. her of the the webcam on her laptop, <clears throat> of her cell phone, her Snapchat stories. That's all we see. All we see is that, and it's so damn good. So I highly recommend it. Um, it's called Missing. Um, there was also a Spanish movie, Spanish horror movie. It's called The Bone Woman, but the the title is Huesera. So it's it's really really cool. It's a horror movie. Um, really well done. I, I don't think I've ever seen a a, a, a a Spanish horror movie like actually like, and it was really good, like super super. Good. So highly recommend that. And then of course, Fall. <laughs> oh, Danny. Um, so yeah, that's good stuff. I think was no, it's not. I thought Wesera might have been on on Shutter, but if you search for it or search for the Bone Woman, um, I'm sure you can rent it somewhere. Really good movie. Super creepy. But that's it. That's it for me. What else we got coming up this week? There's a lot coming up this week. John Wick 4 is this John week. Wick 4. Um, I do want to go see John Wick 4. I'm going to go see Scream 6, I think, this coming weekend. Are you? Yeah, because I do want to see it. I did like the last one. It was actually not bad. <clears throat> is that it? Anything else? So I came across this site real quick. Uh, Date and Movies. What Date, is it? Dates and Movies. It's actually okay. on Twitter. So it references actual dates and movies and kind of like a, like a go, going back. So the one that I found was on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So this is from March 17th, 1993. Acting as acting after posing as a janitor, Richard Kimball is spotted by Samuel Gerard. He chases Kimball, who escapes through a security door and then hides in a St. Patrick's Day parade. <laughs> what? So you know how, like in movies, that there's always yeah. dates... I mean, there's dates in movies, yeah. but this like references things of what happened back in the day or interesting back on this day kind of thing. Oh, okay. So it does it, but with movies. I like that. So that one caught my eye because it was yeah. the fugitive Sam Gerard. He's in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. So it's called Dates in Movies. I like That's it. That's a Twitter <laughs> handle. Well, then that's it then. I guess that's all we got for this week, right? Thanks for tuning in this week. We will catch you next week. I might, I don't know if I can go see John Wick, but I do want to go see Scream 6. So I'll let you know my thoughts on that if I do see it. Uh, But that's it for today. We've been the Morning Donut. You've been awesome. Wow. I can't believe you stayed till the end. You must be really bored. Have a great day. Meatbag. 